Welcome to another hard-hitting edition of Tackling a New Kingdom. I'm your host, Tank Johnson, and today we've got a very, very good show. Our guest today is the owner of Reach Marketing, Dennis Brashear, and he is going to talk to us a little bit about the economic impact of something like the Super Bowl. Dennis, how are you doing today? Doing great, Tank. Honor and privilege. Thanks for having me here today. Here we go. Check, check. Doing great. Thank you. Good. Um, on my show, we have a little unique structure. We tackle something current, something real, and finally something controversial. And in tackling something current, we're looking at the impact of the Super Bowl in any city, right? This is a this is Arizona's fourth or fifth Super Bowl. Correct. What's the what's the type of impact that something like this can have on a town. Yeah, you know, they're looking at this year. I was looking at uh, pro sports media. They're looking at uh, maybe a $600 million impact to the local economy. Mm. What's interesting is in 2015, that was $720 million the last time the Super Bowl was here. But they're expecting a difference this year because the Pro Bowl was in Vegas. Oh. Now, if you look at that, in 2015, they made the $720 million here to the local economy. Vegas, I think, picked up $54 million. So there's definitely... There's a little wiggle room. They could probably get there. Even more interesting, I heard with the uh, waste management opening uh, open going on right now, mm -hmm. they're gonna they could break over a billion dollars local economic impact. Here. How how do we get some of that money? How do we get some of that billion dollar money? What, exactly. The uh, the sponsorships. Tell me how how do the sponsors work? <laughs> Boy, you know it's across the board. You know you have your uh, you have your NFL official sponsors, and then you have locally here with the stadium. And they're paying in. I was I was looking at Super Bowl commercials this year, going to top out at seven million dollars wow. nationally for one thirty second ad. Locally, I was reading it's about one hundred fifty. Three, two, one. We uh, so we're talking about like maybe the potential fallout after the dust settles and the the Super Bowl leaves town. Dennis, what could be some of the adverse effects of something like this leaving town? You know, good question. And, you know, first and foremost, every city that has the uh, the temperature, the weather, they bid on this. They want to have the the um, the economic impact of $600 million, that potential. I would think that the obvious thing would be wear and tear on the city. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah. if you're trying to come to town right now, hotel rates, everything across the board is, you know, double, triple what it usually is. Get out for a round of golf. So you have that with the immediate, but just overall, the wear and tear on the city and the, the people, the patients dealing with the bad traffic and everything that's going on. So as a, as a, as a business marketing professional, um, what, what has been your experience with the Super Bowl? Have you ever, I mean, have you ever had any type of, uh, in, in your specific market where you've had to do sponsorships? Can you, tell me about experiences that you've had. Yeah, no, definitely. I will spend a lot of time in the Denver market. I used to be with the, uh, the Broncos radio station KOA at the time, mm -hmm. at the time that Elway was having his run through the Super Bowls there. And the go golden era, the golden era of the Broncos. Definitely. It was a great time to be there. And uh, boy, the economic impact just to the radio station and television stations of having that premium of a team that was going to the Super Bowl sponsorships made it super easy to sell. Everybody wanted to be involved. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's fascinating. You know, I, I look at uh, the Super Bowl experiences that I had and, and we were in Miami and you look at a city like Miami, you know, they 
definitely don't necessarily need uh, an influx of cash to come in, but but it did. And so I, I think back to that experience, but um, it's always great to have it in town. So let me, let's talk a little bit of football now, okay? So we've got the Chiefs and we've got the Eagles, two high-power teams led by two uh, MVP candidate quarterbacks. You got Mahomes and that system, and you and, and you got the Eagles and Jalen Hurts in that system. Where do you see the early advantages for this big Super Bowl? I tell you what, yeah, it's a great matchup. The, the Eagles look so strong coming in. They've just been steamrolling everybody through the playoffs and the regular season. That uh, good defense. Man, yeah, they look strong. Uh, I, definitely a concern is Mahomes' uh, high ankle sprain. We'll see how he does with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could be out there doing the things that he does. But, uh, yeah, good matchup. Definitely interesting. A lot of first times. I know it's the first time that uh, two African-American quarterbacks have faced each other as starters in the... uh, Well, I'm calling it 1.5 African-American quarterbacks. I give Mahomes a 0.5, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of entries first times. Plus, you have Andy Reid, who (laughs) came from the Philadelphia market and never brought home the, uh, the big win, didn't bring home the ring, and... We'll see how this goes this time. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the big storylines that I'm I'm really focused on to focus on something real. Um, it's it's you know it's got to be Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid, you know, you look at you look at the Mount Rushmore of coaches, and and you got Belichick in one tier, and I believe he's in a tier of his own. And then you've got you know the the Walshes, and you've got you know all of the you know the Johnsons, but I think Andy Reid. The, the the rap on him in Philly was he couldn't get past the NFC championship. Do you think with the win in this game that his legacy overall is just going it, to, it's going to heighten to a level where he's maybe thought at in that top tier of coaches? Oh yeah. No, I agree. This would definitely be the thing that would do that and put all those naysayers to rest there yeah, yeah no that's good that's good no, i i i've been trying to you know he's just so much more relatable than uh than belichick and whatnot and so um my early predictions today um i'm i'm, I'm thinking philly's gonna win i'm a defensive guy i play defense and i think the eagles defense is gonna harass i think that the defense of philadelphia is gonna absolutely disrupt patrick mahomes i don't you know everyone talked about that high ankle sprain and i had a high ankle sprain and it bothered me for 10 weeks i was we were playing in green bay you know that that high ankle sprain from mahomes i'll tell you i had a high ankle sprain and it bothered me for nine, 10 weeks. I mean, the first probably four or five weeks, I remember getting off the elevator in my apartment and my, my, my condo was at the end of the hall and I would have to take breaks to, to walk just to my apartment. And that was the first four or five weeks. And I was just shooting it up to play. And I went back and looked at my Holmes's injury. And I, it was, I think it was more of a tweak than a sprain. Um, I, I saw the way it caught, it wasn't, it wasn't a full high ankle sprain. So I I think he may be, uh, maybe playing it up a little bit to let him know. Uh, I mean, what do you think about that? 
playing it to his advantage yeah i Him think so Reed, they're the masters at that yeah yeah no so okay so we're gonna tackle something controversial here when when you look at a thing like the super bowl in a town you 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 wonder about the 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 crime in the city the things that go on that are that that adversely affect the mood of the week. Earlier this week, we had a hundred thousand dollar theft of a lot of recording equipment, some NFL stuff. I mean, it was absolutely a shit show around here. You 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 look at these type of things that go on. I mean, if a if a person who you know you're you have a, a reach marketing. If you lost a hundred thousand dollars of equipment, I mean. How far would that set you back? Yeah, that's uh, that's a very high pain point. I mean, hopefully insurance, you know, helps you out and covers their yeah. due amount of time. But yeah, there's definitely, you know, that impact with that amount of people coming in. Just the security around this place, the convention center, right? Mm -hmm. I can't believe it. What they've done out there with the walls and the armed guards. And yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, I actually had the experience of being in Times Square for New Year's and they had some police vehicles that i didn't even un didn't even think existed i mean right. single man command centers that literally can handle anything i mean is it intimidating having all those law enforcement guys around oh definitely yeah it looks like a military outpost out there right now i mean uh, <laughs> all those dogs sniffing around me you make it think you got something on you you know it's like you know, let me double check myself but i mean it's it's you know i, I just came from the sheridan which is the NFL's like headquarters for the Super Bowl. I mean, bomb sniffing dogs. Uh, it, it looked like a military outpost a little bit. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that can be off-putting for fans, but I can definitely say, you know, when I was just sitting there for five minutes waiting for someone to come down, I had a nervous feeling with all those <laughs> artillery around me, you know? Which is silly. Yeah, like I said, I came through security and I don't even have anything on me, but I felt guilty coming through. Man. <laughs> Well, to get you out of here, I just got to hear uh, your your final score of the game. And are you going to place a bet on the Super Bowl? I haven't determined that yet. I may just because there's so many opportunities going on here. I'm going to go 35-24 Philly on this one. 35-24 Philly. There you have it. Dennis Brashear, you came, saw, tackled a new kingdom. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me on. You know, just continuing the conversation about the economic impact. I remember uh, during the year of 2016, the Colin Kaepernick kneeling things, we could not sell a page in the game day media guide. People were staying far away from the NFL due to the controversy. And for the first time in years, there was actually reasonable rates to get in the, the game, the media guide and commercials, but not so much this year yeah. and not so much in the past. Can you tell me some of the historical Super Bowl commercials that we all come to know and love? One of my favorite was Bud Wise or the Frogs. That, that was one of my favorite. Can, can, you, can you tell me about some of the... Uh, some of the commercials and, and, and some of the price points that are, are, are happening for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, like we were talking earlier, $7 million for a 30-second spot during the game. You know, this year's going to feature a lot of interesting commercials. It'll You'll have Ozzy Osbourne. You'll have Elton John doing a Doritos uh, 
commercial. I saw a preview of that one, and he's playing uh, a triangle. <laughs> so lots of good entertainment coming up in the commercials this year. Is he using a Dorito as a, a guitar pick? <laughs> that would be a good one. That's a good use of triangle. Right? Yeah, right. Back to Doritos there. Yeah, I always go back to the uh, the Budweiser ones and you know what they've done with the Dalmatians and the Clydesdales. Always, always classic. That, but but you know you know you always hear like the amount of money uh, for for a very short snippet of of advertisement is do you think there that they get the return on the investment because i feel like super bowl commercials are almost an extension of the game it's almost like when the when when the there's a break in the action and the commercials come on you're, you're just like oh you know i don't know if you're watching it as a consumer or for entertainment or, do, do you think they reap the benefits for all that money you know, I think the guys that do it smart, yeah, because you're looking at, okay, you got to just buy the airtime $7 million, then you're going to have Ozzy or Elton in your commercial. Mm -hmm. How much does that cost them? There's millions of dollars there. But I think the smart ones that do it right, you know, they tease it free before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then afterwards, they continue to run that, a very similar creative, to really reap the benefit. They use it in all of their social ads. You know, they put it across the board, and they really use that consistently across all platforms. And I remember, I can't remember what the company was, but the, the commercial was just one of those like scan code things and they yeah. and they had it on their commercial. And I, I, that was the one that I heard the most about after the Super Bowl. Right. I think people uh, really in, engage with it. And, and I think it, that seemed like to be a tremendous return on investment. Um, something like that, the, the uniqueness of it, do you, do you think what what goes into those commercials that makes the consumer want to buy it? What, what goes into that, that that's going to make the consumer say, ah, you know, I, I want those Doritos or I want that whatever, you know, like what what's the difference between entertainment and consumers? Yeah, and definitely the thing there is so you want you want to have a commercial that's entertaining. It's going to have a good comedic. You want want them to be able to remember not just what the entertainment part was, but what does the company offer? What's the benefit of trying to do business with that company? Why do business with them? QR codes, definitely brilliant. The only thing good that came out of COVID, if you ask me, was QR codes, yeah. restaurants, ordering food. Uh, we use it across the board with uh, clients in our company. So we did see a few last year. I think this year you're going to see even more in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because they're able to track. It goes straight to that website or wherever they want that to land. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that possibly uh, changed the game in terms of uh, Super Bowl commercials. I think after after the Super Bowl's done and you can look at the data, I mean, you, you obviously know when, when it's all over uh, CNN and, and all these things talking about the commercial that they hit its mark. So uh, I, I hope that these people aren't wasting their money, but it's not my money, so I'm not going to count it. <laughs> They got the money to play. Yep. Hopefully they use it right and do it right. They got the money to play. Um, let's talk about something a little bit more interesting. I want to talk about the, now that we have this influx of gambling, right? Like I remember just when I was playing, gambling was a no-no. Kept it so far away. They yeah, kept it so far away. And now, I mean, even in my fantasy football league, they're trying to persuade me to gamble. What I mean, what is the I mean, like what what's your take on the influx of betting? I mean, there's so many companies. Man, it's it's unbelievable. All the outlets we have uh we have a couple of them here with us today here at the mm -hmm. uh 
in media row but uh yeah man, there's just so many different avenues for you to gamble now like you said yes at fantasy uh football i'm getting more ads about placing a bet than i am about my fantasy sports players yeah it's crazy yeah yeah i mean and and you know i i you know speaking of you know, controversial i i look at all of that right i look at you know the nfl going to vegas i look at gambling and you know when when the nfl even considered the thought of going to Las Vegas, there was so many things that jumped out that could be pitfalls that it was an absolute non-starter, right? I mean, this was this was 10 years ago, and now we've got a team there. And in the first couple of years there, we had Henry Ruggs. Yeah. We had you know, uh, uh, an, an accident on the highway and, and, and his career is over and he, and, and, and the, the, uh, there was a loss of life. Uh, all the things that the NFL said that they would never do and they're doing now for the money. Is that a little bit of blood money a little bit? Cause I, I think it's blood money. Yeah. You know, it it's just a be- strange feel to it. Definitely. It used to be a real black and white line. Out yes. The gray area. And of course the Super Bowl. We'll be in Vegas next year. And plug my headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're good. Talking with the hands there. Yeah, it's good. And we're back. That's like uh, <laughs> Nick Saban. He talks with his hands a lot. <laughs> the Italian coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, just, we could, you could finish up your thought on that? I did, yeah. It seems like it's it's out of control, the money that's involved there. And like you said, we're, we're crossing lines. I think there's going to be, maybe there's going to be some more limits around that that we're not seeing right now going forward. Yeah, I mean, you you just don't want it to get off the rails, you know. Um, you 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 had the uh, player from the Atlanta Falcons who was caught gambling or or helping gamble uh, on some things, and I remember I had I had a friend who would ask me little questions about my team, and he'd say, "How are you guys looking this week?" Is is so and so healthy? Is this guy gonna play? And I'm just thinking he's my boy, and he's just talking about football. And then it wasn't until about ten years later that I realized that he was one of the biggest bookies in Chicago. Oh no! <laughs> and I, I I had no knowledge that that was his job. But do you think that players could unwittingly and unknowingly be pulled into some of that by family, friends, and whatnot? How, how do you how do you think that the players can navigate that. Yeah, just definitely like you're saying, there's a case where you weren't even aware that, you know, the questions that you were getting was leading to what he was doing with uh, with sports betting or gambling. And, uh, man, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, with uh, possibly with players and teams and these companies. We, we really don't know. So at, with you being a executive in this marketing world, there's got to be a new influx of of gambling, gaming rights. How do you decipher to get in business with these guys? Like, I mean, is there, are, are there things that you look for or is, or is it purely monetary? Yeah, the monetary side, it's opened a whole new channel of, uh, of revenue for for sponsorships and advertising dollars like we haven't seen before. Have you personally benefited from any of the new betting things? You know, not currently with my agency, but before when I was a media rep. I was definitely involved in, in getting buys on that side. Um, it's interesting. So that makes all the availability of airtime a lot tighter. It drives up the price. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've seen it with a lot of other indus- industries as well, like uh, uh, ED medicine, if you will. That's mm-hmm. out of control compared to where that was 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll say this, right? Like, uh, I've got enough vices in my life that I don't need gambling. However, if any of those big gambling companies want to throw some money at us to be an official sponsor of Tackling a New Kingdom, we can definitely change our position for a fee. So uh, I think that's how everyone's probably working it now. I mean, because it's just so much money to get. Thank you so much for being our economic expert on the tank show. It's been great to have you, sir. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Again, an honor and privilege to be part of this and looking forward to what we can do with you next year at Super Bowl 2024 from Vegas. Oh, can't wait. Thank you.